Welcome back, everybody. This is Rick Pettigrew with a quick look at our top news stories from this past week of Archaeologica. Send us feedback on the Archaeology Channel Facebook page or post a message on our social networking site, Archaeoseek. A mosaic panel at a Galilee synagogue displays a remarkable diversity of traditional narratives. Drilled sloth fossils in a Brazilian cave offer evidence of human occupation at least 25,000 years ago. A complete set of Viking grave goods has emerged from a grave in southern Norway after the landowner quickly notified authorities. And a protein sequence from a 2 million year old hominin in South Africa provides the first genetic data of such age from a human relative. Thanks to everyone for supporting our subscription platform Heritage Broadcasting Service, available at heritagetac.org. We now have hundreds of titles you can binge upon on Roku. Please help us spread the word. Again, that link is heritagetac.org. Our tour program, TEC Tours, will continue this year, including a tour of Andean sites in Peru in October. You can still join us. The link to our tour program is at archaeologychannel.org tours. And now, here's Laura Kennedy with the audio news from Archaeologica. We hope you find this to be a valuable part of your day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the audio news from Archaeologica. I'm Laura Kennedy. Here are the headlines in archaeological and historical news from July 9th through the 16th, 2023. We begin this week in Galilee, where a team led by Professor Jody Magnus from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill has uncovered a remarkable mosaic panel during their last excavation season at Hukok, an ancient Jewish village in Israel's Lower Galilee. Dating back to approximately AD 400, the panel adorns the floor just inside the synagogue's entrance. Magnus, the Kinan Distinguished Professor of Religious Studies at the University's College of Arts and Sciences, and Assistant Director Dennis Mitzi of the University of Malta, focused this 11th and final season of excavations on the south end of the synagogue's main hall, or nave. The centerpiece of the mosaic is a mysterious Hebrew inscription framed in a wreath, accompanied by an Aramaic inscription listing the names of the mosaic's donors or artists. The inscription asks that these individuals be remembered favorably. Lions on either side of the wreath rest their forepaws on bulls' heads, while a decorative border depicts predatory animals pursuing their prey. The team had exposed more sections of mosaic panels during previous seasons. These include scenes of Samson and the foxes, and Samson carrying the gate of Gaza on his shoulders. A Philistine horseman and a dead Philistine soldier with a striking classical face were also revealed. Excavations in 2022 unveiled a panel featuring the biblical heroines Deborah and Jael, the earliest known depictions of these figures. The sweeping Hukok project has yielded a vast array of historically significant finds, among them a Hebrew inscription surrounded by human and mythological figures, depictions of Moses' spies with a cluster of grapes, and a portrayal of a man leading an animal with the inscription, A small child shall lead them. Other discoveries include representations of animals from the book of Daniel, the Israelites at Elim, depictions of Noah's Ark and the parting of the Red Sea, a Helios zodiac cycle, Jonah and the fish, and the Tower of Babel. 
A key highlight is the first non-biblical story ever found decorating an ancient synagogue, possibly the famous meeting of Alexander the Great and the Jewish high priest. The excavations also revealed that the synagogue was reconstructed and expanded during the late medieval Mamluk period, likely due to the establishment of a new international highway between Cairo and Damascus and the growing pilgrimage significance of the nearby tomb of Habakkuk. When this final season's work is concluded, the excavation area will be transferred to the Israel Antiquities Authority and the Jewish National Fund for development as a tourist attraction. Our second story takes us to South America, where three human-worked pendants made from the fossilized bony dermal plates of giant ground sloths suggest humans arrived in South America at least 25,000 years ago. While the timing of the peopling of the Americas is hotly debated in academia, the most accepted age for human occupation is around 16,000 years ago. The artifacts were found along stone tools in the Santa Elena rock shelter in Brazil's Mato Grosso state, further supporting their human origin. Researchers used a combination of advanced microscopic and macroscopic visualization techniques to examine the sloth osteoderms. Their findings, detailed in a study published in the Proceedings of the Royal Society B, show that they exhibit intricate modifications, including tiny holes, that could only have been made by humans. Other distinct signs of human workmanship include polished surfaces, stone tool incisions, and scraping marks. The implications of these discoveries go beyond the Santa Elena rock shelter to challenge the existing timeline of human migration and settlement in South America, adding to other controversial evidence from sites like the Toca de Tierra Peilla rock shelter in eastern Brazil, which dates back 22,000 years. Miriam Lisa Alves Forancelli Pacheco, a study co-author and archaeologist at the Federal University of São Carlos in Brazil, says the findings underline the need to reevaluate our understanding of migratory patterns and timelines of early human populations throughout the Americas. Researchers anticipate that further evidence will be unearthed in unexplored areas of Brazil's rock shelters and caves. For now, the clear association between human-modified sloth bones and stone tools found in geological layers dating back 25,000 to 27,000 years firmly challenges the existing timeline of human settlement in South America. Our third story takes us to Valle in southern Norway, where a man excavating for a house addition unearthed the 1,100-year-old grave of a Viking warrior buried with weapons. After Odbjorn Holum Highland's digger unearthed a gravestone and the hilt of a sword, he suspended operations and called county archaeologists. The experts anticipated finding a few additional beads and bone fragments. However, the site surpassed expectations when an axe, a shield, knives, and a complete set of warrior weapons were uncovered. The grave also contained an abundance of jewelry, including necklaces adorned with as many as a hundred beads and several large oval brooches. It even hinted at the possibility of a double burial, although no bones were discovered. According to county archaeologist Joachim Winterwald, the artifacts appear to have belonged to a Viking warrior. The lance suggests someone skilled in mounted combat, and the gold-gilded jewelry points to someone of means. 
the hilt of a rusty sword allowed experts to date the burial to the late 800s or early 900s during the Viking Age. Josimund Frischhaug Stocke, an archaeologist at Oslo's Museum of Cultural History, notes that such an aristocratic burial would have been a show of status for an audience, including the entire village and many friends and relatives. As the excavation progressed, archaeologists realized that this was not an isolated find. Comparisons with one of several other digs, a Viking grave unearthed nearby in the 1930s, revealed striking similarities, including the same types of weapons, brooches, and glass beads. These findings suggest a network of interconnected graves in Vala municipality, hinting at the presence of a small aristocracy there during the Viking Age. This new perspective enables researchers to explore the societal structure and implications of these graves, beyond individual artifacts, and consider potential connections to the region's iron extraction industry, which played a significant role in Viking trade and wealth. The excavation also revealed intriguing objects that shed light on the daily lives of the time. Among them was a sickle, indicative of the region's barley growing, two spindle whorls used for thread making, and a peculiar item known as a pet rock, a smooth and comforting stone often found in graves. An object resembling a frying pan posed an intriguing puzzle. It awaits further analysis to determine its exact purpose. We conclude this week in South Africa where scientists have achieved a groundbreaking feat by extracting genetic information from a two-million-year-old African hominin, the oldest data ever recovered. The protein sequences came from tooth fossils of Paranthropus robustus, found in a South African cave. This remarkable discovery pushes the genetic record to previously unimaginable times and locations. While it remains uncertain how useful these sequences will be in resolving long-standing debates about evolutionary relationships, researchers are excited about ancient proteins' potential to provide insights into the hominin family tree and determine the sex of fragmentary fossils. Until now, the oldest preserved ancient DNA was obtained from two-million-year-old samples of Greenland permafrost, Because DNA degrades faster in warmer climates, researchers turn to analyzing proteins, which tend to be more resilient than DNA. In recent years, scientists have successfully obtained protein sequences from ancient sources such as ostrich eggshells dating back 3.8 million years and tooth proteins from Homo antecessor and Homo erectus fossils. In the latest study, researchers utilized mass spectrometry to analyze the enamel of four Paranthropus robustus teeth, identifying specific proteins and determining the sex of the individuals. By comparing the protein sequences, researchers were able to construct a basic evolutionary tree that confirms the close relationships of Homo sapiens, Neanderthals, and Denisovans. These modern and ancient hominins are more closely related to each other than they are to the two-million-year-old Paranthropus. While some scientists believe that ancient proteins could revolutionize our understanding of hominin evolution, others caution that bone-shape analysis remains a more reliable method. Nevertheless, building an evolutionary tree using genetic data from such old remains can be considered a potentially transformative breakthrough for paleoanthropology. Moving forward, researchers are exploring non-destructive methods of screening fossils for protein content. 
striking a balance between the benefits and costs of destructive sampling. That wraps up the news for this week. For more stories and daily news updates, visit Archaeologica on the World Wide Web at archaeologica.org, where all the news is history. Also, be sure to check out our growing subscription platform, Heritage Broadcasting Service, at heritagetac.org. I'm Laura Kennedy, and I'll see you next week. This has been the audio news from Archaeologica, presented by the Archaeology Channel. Be sure to check back with us next week for our next edition. You can spread the word about the audio news by clicking on the Share This link on our audio news webpage, or just by telling your friends. Thanks very much for stopping by. Thank you.